Hello, I'm Caroline Carey. I'm a soul worker and soul doula. I have a deep understanding of the soul's journey from cradle to grave, and I've traveled between the veils of the spirit realms. I've studied the path it evokes, and I've come to understand why the majority of today's problems are rooted in the loss of spirituality. So my work, which is Middle Earth Medicine Ways, empowers people to find what is lost and to reclaim their own circle of strength by embodying their soul. And I do this by holding a space for healing and soul retrieval with shamanic skills, trance and conscious dance. I love creative writing and poetry. Please join me in listening to these wonderful teachers and soul workers, the facilitators and the guides of spiritual and shamanic work. They all have something very important to share and are a great gift to our communities. I've learned a lot from listening to them. I invite you to also. be here with you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to all the amazing shares we've had recently from all these different teachers and facilitators, a lot of spiritual teachings and um, shamanic practitioners, all sorts of interesting soul workers. And I thought this time around, I'd share a bit more from myself my journey and uh, yeah just a few thoughts that I've been having recently about why I'm on this path and what's mine to do and bring into the world. I'm so interested in listening to others (laughs) and uh, having those conversations some people I haven't seen for a long time and and so it's really great to connect with them um, and uh, just hear what, what they're up to these days. So I don't want to leave myself out and um, I just thought I would, uh, yeah, have a chat with you. So one of the thoughts that I've been pondering on for quite a bit now is this idea of coming of age. I'm 62 and a half. (laughs) Yeah, exactly a half actually. We're coming up to the summer solstice. And I was born on the winter solstice, so it is nearly 62 and a half. <laughs> and um, this idea of coming of age for a woman um, is giving me the notion that everything I've been working towards for a long, long time now, actually since birth, but when we say working, well, I've been with the experiences but it's not until my later adult years that I really started to piece it all together a bit like a jigsaw puzzle. But who I was, what I'd born to be, what I was making of my life and why certain things had happened in the past and continue to happen, um, some of the stories that I hold and, and many of the experiences that I have shared. This coming of age is like a gathering of all those things, all those experiences 
and the knowledge that goes with that. And then piecing it all together and saying, okay, this is, this is me. This is who I am. And can I give permission to that? Can I fully own that, you know, to take ownership of that part of me? Sometimes that feels easy and natural. And yes, of course, why wouldn't I? And then there are times where I might hold back. Um, I might fear saying something to somebody because I think they might disagree or that they might um, not really understand where I'm coming from. And that's fair enough. So I suppose I have to be quite discerning about who I share myself with because I can't just say, oh, I'm a writer or, oh, I'm a, you know, I'm a secretary or I'm, um, you know, any other teacher or any other kind of job, even though there's an element of all of that in what, the work that I do. But no, I am a shamanic practitioner and I'm a soul worker and a writer. And I'm a space holder or facilitator or teacher, depending on what language you like to use around these things. But primarily I'm a soul worker, shamanic practitioner. And I bring that into the work that I do. And I recognize that from, from birth almost, from um, probably conception, or my sacred contract was to follow that path. And life has carved out the absolute perfect journey for me to follow. It has given me the experiences that I've needed to bring myself into this place where I can be of service. And I won't say it's been an easy path. It definitely hasn't been. Do you know, it's been tough. One of the things that my journey very visibly began with was such a difference between me and my family. I had this image in my mind that I sat on one cloud. Now, these clouds were pink, but I was very little at the time. I sat on one cloud and my family all sat on the other. That's a really strong image that I've carried. I never knew why, but I can remember being very, very tiny, drawing it, sensing it, what would that be like, um, seeing it in my mind's eye. And then later on, much later on in life, I discovered that the shamanic guide comes from one branch of a tree while others come from another branch of a tree. It's not to say that that branch, that cloud is more special or anything like that, it just means there's a difference. And I always knew growing up that I was different. My grandmother, bless her, she once gave all her grandchildren a doll and they were very old fashioned dolls. My doll was black. Um, it had uh, very tight black curls, beautiful doll, and I absolutely loved her. I say her, I don't actually know because they didn't add bits in those days. But the interesting thing about her was that her eyes were a bit wonky. One eye looked perfectly normal. The other eye had got stuck. And these are the eyes that move around in the head. Uh, that sounds weird. 
but they're, they're eyes that would open and close, yeah. And in this one eye, it would literally retreat right back up into the head so that all you could see were the whites of her eye. But I thought this was really cool. And my grandmother said to me, um, you'll like this one, it's different. I, I so clearly remember her saying that. So I took this doll and I looked after her and dressed her. I thought she was wonderful. My other sister, my, my cousins, they all had white dolls. So one of the things that I need to understand here or that I, I want to share with you here is that my journey has taken me on the pathway of trance and I've worked with the San Bushman in trance dance. I've worked in trance dance in many areas in my life. One of the things that happens in trance sometimes and particularly in the shamanic world is that uh, we have the idea of one eye looking in, one eye looking out, uh, one foot in, one foot out. There is this notion of being in this world, in this middle world, but also in the spirit world. And it's as if that was part of my childhood. And then the trance, I have engaged in trance with drum journeys, engaged with trance in the dance, in trance dance. That has been one of the most important teachings for me, is how to walk that path and how to be with the worlds, the difference within the worlds and to be able to be that edge walker, to walk the fine line between those worlds. And my grandmother was aware of some of that within me, I feel sure. So receiving that doll and the memory of that, I'm curious as to, did my grandmother see something that I was, that I wasn't even aware of myself? And it's interesting that I would go on to work with the Bushmen to be in their ceremonies, to dance with them and, and in many other um, tribal cultures. This was one very early memory that I had, but there were many, many more recognizing the differences that I had and how they were being recognized by my family. One thing that I've learned is that I'm a kinesthetic, tactile learner. I cannot learn from reading books, looking at blackboards, uh, listening to lectures, anything like that. It's, it's absolutely useless for me. Um, I have to be moving. Right now even, I'm moving my hands, my fingers, my feet, my toes. Uh, I've got to be on the go in order to digest the information that I'm gathering and to remember some of that information. I have to doodle, fidget, um, I have to write and make things and create and um, I, I, I have to dance, you know, my life would be all about the dance and it wasn't because I was doing a beautiful performing kind of dance, it was because I just had to move. Um, I'm just kind of hypermobile as well so my, my body is like it's, yeah, it's, it's different. It was different to the rest of my family. And I did things always that were very different to them. 
I loved animals. I had to have, you know, a menagerie of animals growing up. That was really important. And they would keep turning up on my doorstep. People would give me animals. They would um, arrive somehow. And uh, I would be the one to have to look after them because, yeah, if I'm going to bring an animal home, you've got to look after it. My mother was quite clear about that. So ponies, horses, you know, I was the one that milked the goat, the dogs, the cats, um, and lots of little things in cages, bunny rabbits, hamsters, you name it, I wanted it. And I did look after them. And as I grew older, um, I started to have children. And I had three boys and three girls and had to look after them too. And they've been such a big part of my life, huge, huge part of my life. But this kinesthetic learning set me apart. You know, there's only 5% of the population are kinesthetic learners. It makes it quite difficult to hold a classroom for a teacher where one of the children is just fidgeting and a couple of the children are fidgeting and squirming around and not paying attention. You wouldn't get the support or the encouragement that you might need as a kinesthetic learner in those days. I think it would be quite different now. But I can still find it quite difficult to learn. So I know what works for me. I know how to manage it for myself, to be very tactile, um, to work with people, um, to, to uh, be creative and to move and to dance. And that really supports me. But a lot of these things have led to that difference of myself, but also have enabled me to go much deeper into the qualities that I hold and the shamanic nature of my being. I've always had a connection to spirit and to spirit guides. They've been my companions all of my life. That difference set me apart. It meant that I had to seek um, resource and companionship in places that others might not consider. So I was out in nature a lot, mostly to get away from my mother's demands of homework and household chores and things like that. I didn't know that I was engaging with nature in a particular way. It was just, it's out there and that's where I want to go. And I was out there in nature a lot. I would be communicating with my animals, but also what others might call imaginary friends, the spirit world. I would very, very easily go into a trance. Trance has been uh, a real um, saviour for me in a way, because I was also abused as a child sexually. Um, and the ability to be able to dissociate, to switch off, was a very necessary, um, a very necessary thing for me to do. But I was so good at it that I could use it like a drop of a hat. I would just switch off. I switched off in the classroom with teachers. I switched off when my mother was being demanding of me. Um, and I would go into this other world. Sometimes it might have been a bit of a fantasy world, but largely it was to connect with the spirits. And as time moved on and as I, I've aged and I'm coming of age and have been coming of age along this path for a while now, um, I've begun to uh, really kind of um, yeah give myself more permission around that. Anyone who's been on workshops with me will know that I'll hold healing ceremonies 
where somebody can receive a healing from the spirits, where we'll sit with the drum and journey with the drum to find our own spirit guides and power animals. Um, we'll look for spirit helpers in different tasks that we need to be doing in our lives. And I'll always, always, always bring creativity in what we do, because without that, the kinesthetic learners are left out, you know, without the movement, without this kind of expression, without the ability to move from one thing to another, without the ability to write things down or be creative, the kinesthetic learners are going to get lost. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm helping myself as much as anything. I'm giving to that little girl what she never got. And my whole body of work, Middle Earth Medicine Ways, has been built on that. And if I track that journey and I keep tracking it and looking and seeking and gathering up the information, then I know what my work's about. It's to help her to find the solutions for that little girl who was struggling so much in life, to be recognized, to be understood, to be encouraged. And so I say to you, like you can look back on your journey, you can gather the information, you can find out what your path is to find your soul purpose, to find out who you are and what it is you need to come to age with. So are you willing to do that, you know, to be the um, apprentice to your life story? It's an unbelievably fabulous journey to take. <laughs> um, and in society, of course, we are offered a curriculum of education, of schooling, that for some might work really well, but for many, many children and young adults, it doesn't. It doesn't fit. And we teach, you know, the teachers in our schools, you know, are, are restricted, really restricted into what they can offer and how they can support some of the children. So, um, and we often teach in a way that we learn ourselves. And I think that's a really important thing to remember. So my husband, when he wants to show me how to do something with the technical stuff on my computer, if he doesn't let me do it myself, I won't learn. I won't remember what he's shown me to do. And sometimes I have to say to him, hey, remember to let me do it. Don't just go ahead and do it and expect me to, to remember that and just do what you've done because I won't remember it. I've got to actually do it myself, press the keys, um, you know, guide the cursor up and press on a button, whatever it is I have to do, write something in a box. I'm the one that has to do it. And that way it's digesting, I'm embodying it. I'll do it a few times and I'll remember it forever. So I'm actually quite good tech wise these days, so long as I do it myself. Yeah, then it gets into the body and the body's memory is strong. Yeah, very strong with kinesthetics. Um, in, I found out in my research. <laughs> so it's really important to remember this when you're showing somebody or um, helping somebody or advising somebody with something, find out how they learn. What is their learning strategy or their type of learning? Is it... Um, is it visual? 
auditory, kinesthetic. Some people even learn through smell and taste, and that's more unusual. But most people in our population are visual. Then comes audio, then comes kinesthetic. But, you know, the majority of people being visual doesn't mean that everybody's going to learn in a visual way by looking, seeing something, reading, looking at the blackboard, or even listening to the lecture. Um, some people have to move around. Some people have to be doing a lot of writing and um, finding different ways to do things. And it doesn't mean they're not paying attention. It means they're trying to digest and understand the information. So that's me sharing a bit about myself today. And I've got more to share because I want to take people on a journey around shamanism and soul work. I do that anyway in my work. You'll have seen uh, my website, possibly middleearthmedicine.com. Um, I have a membership platform where you can come on board with me, where we meet monthly and sometimes fortnightly. Um, in fact, you can meet every week if you want to, because I hold dance and um, writing groups and all that sort of thing. Yeah, I'm pretty busy. So there's a lot on offer all the time. And there's in-person workshops as well. But the membership gives access to a lot of the information Middle Earth Medicine carries. It's a lovely group forming. It's very, it's very new. It only came about this year, so it's uh, taking a while to, you know, to really build and to building the foundations, getting people on board. And I'd love you to be one of those people, because you know you you'll have something extraordinary and unique to bring. It's not just about me having information to share with you. It's about you bringing what you have. To share with us as well and that's what we're building on so if you'd like to sign up for that do have a look in the box below i'll put some information there about it and um, i hope to see you i hope to see you face to face uh, maybe on the screen maybe in person i don't know but thank you so much for listening to my podcasts i'm really enjoying them i've got a whole load of people lined up to have conversations with that I'm going to bring to you. So keep a lookout, keep following, please share it, please help it along. It's just a little, little one at the moment. It's only been running for, well, not very long at all. So um, yeah, help it along, please do, just like we would try to encourage all the little children. We also try to encourage all the little gifts that are blossoming from our creativity and in our, in our world. Much love to you all. Look forward to connecting soon. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening right to the end. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And remember, you can be in touch with myself or this speaker. My website is middleearthmedicine.com. We have a wonderful membership platform that you can join for just £5 a month. And we have lots of recordings and interesting information that we can share with you there, plus meeting online with regular groups. You can also find the details of our speaker in the box below with their links, their websites, and a little bit of information about them. Thank you for joining me and being part of this Middle Earth Medicine community. I hope you'll listen to our next show. Please follow, share, like, whatever you can do to help this community to grow. We really appreciate you.
Thank you.